welcome to the Find Your Awesome podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott, and I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design alignment guide, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Before we get into today's episode, little announcement. I'm currently accepting new clients for both human design readings, individual readings, and partner readings, and alignment coaching. So in a human design reading, I will look at your soul's blueprint. And if you're new to human design, I've heard some people, sometimes people say like, I took the human design test. It's not a test. Human design isn't a personality test. It's not like Myers-Briggs or StrengthsFinder or Enneagram. Human design is based on your birthday and time and place. This is what your soul chose for you before you're born. There's nothing objective or subjective here. Subjective is what I'm looking for. You don't get to like answer a bunch of questions to figure out your human design. Your soul already figured that out. You just need to input your birthday, birth time, and birthplace. And we see the blueprint that your soul chose for you. So anyway, I'm accepting new clients for human design readings. And in a human design reading, we go through your chart. We look at your energy type, which is generator, manifesting generator, manifester, projector, or reflector. Your profile, those are the two numbers, like all one, three, three, five, four, six, et cetera. We go through all of the other parts of your chart, which are there, are, I don't know how many layers, but we go through the whole thing. And as we go, this isn't just a I don't just read your chart. I share my intuitive guidance around it and I share some coaching around it. This is like a full intense, it's like a meeting with your soul. It should feel like a big remembering for you. So I'm offering that for individuals and for partners. If you want to do a partner reading, your partner could be your romantic partner, could be your business partner, could be your best friend, your sibling, your kid, your parent, whomever. This is the magic that happens in a partner reading. We see what happens when you two are together because there are things that we create. There are golden nuggets that neither individual will have together and yet, or sorry, will have on their own, but they have them together. So we see the magic you create when you're together and the rest of it. It's really a full human design reading for both of you. So we've got that going on. And then alignment coaching is your opportunity to get in full alignment. That means alignment with your soul's blueprint. That's your human design. That means alignment with your mind, your mindset, with your body. It's full body, mind, soul alignment. It is like accepting the invitation to step into your full power. So you can learn everything you need to know at KelseyAbbott.com and you can contact me there as well. So this episode is just me. Is the first solo episode I've done in a while. So I'm just going to get out of the way and let you listen to me talking on the other side. The reason, well, my intention of doing a solo episode is 
One, I'm a four, six. And as I'm going through all these transformations in my life, I'm just so excited to share with my people, share all the epiphanies. And I go through things and I learn from situations. So you don't have to go through the same situations. I want to just give you a lesson. Hey, I learned this. Maybe you can put this into play in your life. So there you got it. You know the deal. You are an absolute mind-blowing miracle. I love you so much. Go forth and be awesome. Hey, it's been a while since I've done a solo episode. In fact, I think the last solo episode, long solo episode I did was my birthday episode back in October. So it's time. First full solo episode of 2021. Here we are. Welcome. And I don't know where we're going. I mean, I have a general gist, but are you ready for an adventure with me? I hope so. And if not, bye-bye. If you're in for it, let's go. I'm going to start out by asking myself what I ask all my guests before we start, which is what are you most excited about? So Kelsey, what are you most excited about right now? And I'm really excited about the lemon tree in our yard. It smells so good. Oh my goodness. I just want to drink it up and I can't describe the smell, but it's, it's the same smell. as I, well, I guess it smells like Jasmine, I think. So it's lemon blossoms. And when I used to pre pandemic, when I rode my bike with people in February, we would ride by orange groves and I'd always make sure we slowed down there. So I could just like, it's like trying to take as big as sniffs as possible, which isn't really possible, but I just want to like roll around in the smell. And one of the things I noticed about the smell this morning is you can't localize it. Like I tried to stick my nose directly in a blossom and it's like the blossom itself is unscented, but there's just this essence, this magical essence around the tree and I can't get enough of it. And other thing I'm super excited about is I'm making a course and it's all about quitting stuff that isn't serving you. And that doesn't have to be giant things like quitting a job or quitting a relationship or quitting eating a certain thing or quitting like smoking or drinking or anything like that. It can also be quitting multitasking or quitting watching TV or it's anything. And when we quit stuff that isn't serving us, we amplify our sparkle because when we quit stuff that isn't serving us, we allow more space for what does serve us. It is, it's like a fast track way into alignment. It's, it's like step one into alignment. Get rid of this thing that is taking your energy that is like bogging down your energy, mucking up your energy, keeping yourself from being as sparkly as possible and clear that shit out so you can fill yourself up with pure golden love light and inspiration and sparkle and whatever other magic is possible. So I don't know the start date yet. It's a month long course and that's all I'm going to say right now, but I'm really, really excited about it. Now, Switching gears completely. That's what this whole episode is going to be. I'm just going to jump around all over the place. I was listening to Roganoth Capo on the Rich Roll podcast earlier this week. 
It was such a good conversation. I highly recommend it. And he shared this question that I just love. Do you want to be God or do you want to serve God? I don't know if I have the, I'm paraphrasing here. I don't know if I have the words exactly right, but do you want to be God or do you want to serve God? And for those of you, if the word God triggers you, change it to, do you want to be the universe or do you want to serve the universe? Do you want to be the one that people worship or do you want to raise the world? I think it's such a brilliant question for checking yourself for when you are writing your book, when you are recording a YouTube video, when you are recording a podcast, when you are speaking up in a meeting, when you are racing, are you doing it because you want people to worship you and tell you that you did a great job or are you doing it to help other people? Every single one of us is here to raise the world. And we are all here to do it in our own unique way. That's how this whole thing went down, right? Like we're all spiritual beings. We are all souls of light. And we got called to earth school. And then our our souls decided who we're going to be and what we're going to do when when we're here for this round of earth school. Essentially, our souls decided how we're going to raise the world. And I say raise the world instead of change the world because, yeah, we're all going to change the world in a way that is going to lift it up. We are here to raise it. We're all going to do that in our own unique way. So when our souls chose how we're going to raise the world, our souls picked out all of the tools that we need to do that, to be who we're supposed to be and to do what we're supposed to do. And it is our role here to own and share those gifts. Each one of those gifts is kind of useless when we don't share it with others. Take, for instance, gate 57, my son personality gate. It is the gift of being intuitive about the future for others. That's how I share it with other people. I'm intuitive about the future for other people. If you turn this gate on yourself, that often leads to crystal balling, you know, trying to predict the future for yourself doesn't work or trying to control the future for yourself, which can be like over planning and just being super rigid about how things are going to go down. That doesn't serve you either. And it certainly doesn't serve anybody else. So every single one of our gifts is for sharing. And of course we have to own it before we share it. It's like, we have to step in it and stand in it firmly, solidly, confidently, comfortably before we can hand it to someone else. Like both hands out, like here, here is some light from me to you. Use it to lift yourself up and then allow the ripples to spread out around you. Because I am a person who wants to create more ripples. I want to change one person's life so that they can change other people's lives. And that's what we're all here for too to make ripples of light. And I just, as I say that, I just see the light spreading over the planet. And as that light spreads over the planet, I see us all rising. It's beautiful. Do you see it too? So the question that I started with here to go back, the one to use to check yourself is, are you doing this to be God or to serve God? Now, Let me also say that the word serve and service used to trigger me because in my mind, service was, there were two things. 
No, really just one. <laughs> it, it felt hierarchical. It felt like either the person doing the serving was lower on the totem pole than you. And so was like, you know, doing whatever you wanted them to do, or they were higher than you. And then they were serving you. And uh, hierarchies have never resonated with me. So I've never used the word service until right now. It just felt so, it feels so good with this question because, because in this sense, serve, are you here to serve the world? Are you here to serve God means, are you here to help? Are you here to help all the humans? Are you here to, is your desire to have all the humans worship you or is your desire to hold hands with all the humans and rise together? So let's move on to the next topic I wanted to talk about, which is pain. So I talked about in a little bit of last week's bonus meditation, gratitude for your body. I mentioned that I had just recently experienced some massive shoulder pain and it had allowed me to then feel so much gratitude for the shoulder joint in particular. Like this the whole arm is just so amazing. The way it rotates in like every plane of movement. Uh, fun fact, when I was a personal trainer, knowing the names of the different planes of movements, that just never resonated with me. I'm like, we've got vertical and we got horizontal and we got cut and diagonal, but they all, that's not the names that are used in the personal training industry. So anyway, but like, you know, our shoulders can rotate, our elbows can rotate, our wrists can rotate and we can like rotate the whole thing together and you got internal and external and you can move up and down into the side and diagonal and all over the place. How cool is that? That I get to use this thing. And when the pain came, so what happened is I crashed arms with somebody during swim practice and we hit at the wrist and I, I felt fine. I was totally fine until the next morning when I woke up and felt like I slept funny on my shoulder by that night, my arm, my whole left arm was in screaming pain. Like I couldn't sleep all night because it hurt so badly. And my shoulder was showing me, don't move me. So I, I went from having this amazing multi-jointed thing that hangs off my torso to having this just like really heavy lump of skin and bone and muscles and tendons and, and ligaments and blood and lymph and all that stuff. And then as I have been healing, it's, it's returned to magic. And I feel so, so much gratitude for that. So this pain, this pain is super familiar to me. In 2017, October of 2017, I crashed my bike in a race and I fell on my elbow and my hip and my knee had open wounds in all that spot, all, all those spots. And of course I like, I impacted my shoulder, but I didn't for like the first two weeks, I didn't feel any shoulder pain. I felt every morning I would wake up and be like, I feel like I ever got run over by a truck. And then I'd be like, oh, right. I hit the ground at like 30 miles an hour. That makes sense. Okay. And then it was like two weeks after the crash. Holy moly, the shoulder pain came out of nowhere. It was nerve pain. I couldn't think all like it was like the only word in my head was pain. I could, I just couldn't function. And I was able to see a chiropractor later that day who she cleared away the worst of the pain so that I could 
get back in my body because pain like that is so overwhelming that you can't be in your body. Like it's, it's your, your soul is like, it's not safe to be here. So Tuesday night last week, it wasn't safe to be in my body. I, the pain was so overwhelming. And then the fear that the pain wasn't going to go away, leaning into my gate 44, again, not using this gate to serve other people. I was using it against myself. That fear that the pain wasn't going to go away was immense. It was so overwhelming. And that fear combined with the physical pain just made it so I couldn't hear myself. I couldn't. I was like, what is the lesson here? Why am I revisiting this pain from four years ago? And I, I, I was getting nothing. Like I felt disconnected from myself, disconnected from the universe, disconnected from spirit, like, eh, like totally out of sorts. And then with the help of chiropractor and acupuncturist, I got the pain to a mat. Oh, I almost said magical. And it is, but I meant manageable. So I got the place, the pain to a manageable place, which was also magical and is magical. And that's when I was able to see when I went, I went on my bike outside. I rode outside for the first time since the pain started because it just didn't feel safe before. So I'm riding my bike and I was like, why am I revisiting 2017? What do I need to learn? What's the purpose of this? And then I realized I'm not the same person I was in 2017. I don't have the same body that I had in 2017. I am healthier and stronger than I was in 2017. So I have no reason to think that the pain is not going to go away. In fact, and this hit my whole body hard, this is the, the pause that is going to allow me to fully heal that impact from 2017. This is why, where we finally complete the cycle of the pain that has been hanging out in my shoulder and in my arm for four years. This is where whatever's on the other side of this, I know I'm going to come back so much stronger, so much more flexible because I lost a bunch of like elbow flexibility. I don't think that's uh, technically right because I don't think a joint can have flexibility, but that's what we're going to say. Um, I lost a bunch of elbow flexibility in that crash. And I feel like, you know, on the other side of this, I know there is so much magic. So that's lesson one, but of course it's not limited to one lesson. So then last week I was at the chiropractor and I told him there is one spot that's hurting a lot. And it's in particular when I extend my arm and he told me, that's from swelling. And my body said, no, I did not say that out loud, but my soul said no. And I have since confirmed that it's not, it's tight muscles and they're pulling at other parts of my body. And that's not what's important now. The importance is I want to be a person who listens to the wisdom of her body. And my body says, no, that's not quite right. These are muscles that are still trying to protect me and I need to work on them. And 
Show them that it's safe. Show them that it's safe to be and move and be their sparkly best. And show them that I love them and I'm listening to them. Because you know, another amazing part of this pain experience is so many times when we're trying to do this human thing and we're like, universe, what am I supposed to learn here? Like, I know there's something going on. Can you please be clear? I'm a human and I'm not so quick at this. And the universe is like, "Uh, purple potato. Don't you get it? And I'm like, no, I don't get the reference. Well, with this, the pain was like the universe was speaking loud and clearly through the wisdom of my body. My body made it my body made it so clear to me that I wasn't supposed to move in certain ways. It wasn't like, oh, I don't know if I should move in that way. It was like, bam, don't move in that way. So that was actually really helpful and I'm super grateful for it. Back to the wisdom of my body and listening to it. My body says, "Mm -mm, tight muscle, we gotta show it it's safe. We gotta extend it, we gotta stretch it, we gotta be gentle with it, we gotta love it, we gotta nurture it. And this reminds me of the sweet potato toast story. I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast. So if you have already heard this, apologies. Hope it brings back memories. And if this story is new to you, well, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get something from it. So a few years ago, I was working with a health coach to help me heal my gut again. And that's a whole other topic. I can talk about food prison and freeing myself from food prison and how amazing that was. And I recently, actually last weekend, had a conversation with my neighbor who is currently in food prison and I helped her free herself. And that was so fun and feels so good. Anyway, she said to me, this health coach, we're back in the story. Stay with me. You got to keep up. Um, she said, Kelsey, I want you to have sweet potato toast for breakfast. Sweet potato toast is just like, you take a slab of sweet potato Use it like a piece of toast and you can put whatever you want on it. I put almond butter and blueberries on it. I had up until that point been having the cereal that's like ground nuts and I add almond butter and blueberries and non-dairy milk and I love it. Like I kind of go to bed every night looking forward to it. I'm excited for it. It feels good in my body. I know how much to have before each activity. Like we have a really good relationship. So she said, Kelsey, I want you to have sweet potato toast for breakfast. And I said, no. And that no, that no came from within. That that was a sacral no. That was a soul no. That was an intuitive no. And she was taken aback and she was like, what? Why? And I was like, I don't know. Like, honestly, the no and the forcefulness with that no kind of surprised me. And of course I'm up in my head now being like, I don't know. And she, she goes, I think you're scared. And that to that, I'm like, oh yeah. You know, my ego is like, uh-uh, I can handle anything. So I'm like, I'll do it tomorrow. So I made myself sweet potato toast for breakfast. And then I went to some practice and guess what happened? I was on the struggle bus, a massive struggle bus. I was at the end of the lane, not making any of the intervals really. I was crying into my goggles. I felt like I had zero energy, like I had negative energy. I, everyone's asking me what's wrong. I was like, I had sweet potato toast. <laughs> and then I remember walking to my car after practice and just re- knowing, knowing 
that no means no. When a no comes through like that, and maybe when a no comes through ever, that is my body, my wise, wise body telling me what it needs, knowing what it needs. Our heads are just for decoration. Our heads are for processing and creating a whole lot of words. And they do a lot of good stuff for us. But the wisdom, that deep knowing, that lives in our bodies. And for me, this is a lifelong practice, listening to the wisdom of my body. I want to be a person who listens to the wisdom of her body, who honors the wisdom of her body, and who doesn't let other people's heads bully the wisdom of her body. I feel like that's a big part of my path, which kind of gets me into the next topic I want to talk about, which is integration. A full soul integration. Because integration to me is like, it's alignment big picture alignment. Here's what it means for me. I'm a manifesting generator. We're known as the hyphenated people, right? You're like the hairdresser, opera singer, uh, dog walker. That's your career. I, when I started my coaching business, well, no, as I tried to make my coaching business bigger, as I tried to grow, I cut off earlier pieces of me. I retired from triathlon coaching. I quit triathlon coaching because let's go back to the, the beauty of quitting. I quit triathlon coaching. That was no longer serving me. I quit personal training. That was no longer serving me. I quit science writing because that was no longer serving me in an energetic form. Actually, that was more, there was no more money. <laughs> Um, and the thing is that I, I am a certified professional coach and I am an, I'm a human design reader, a human design alignment guide. And I have a whole lot of knowledge about health and fitness. And for the last few years, I've been keeping the, all that knowledge to myself. I've been I've been hiding it. Like maybe I tell some friends and family, but really I keep it to myself. And I just like, I don't judge other people, but for doing whatever they're doing health and fitness wise. But sometimes I feel a little guilty for like, oh, I, I don't think that's the best thing for them. But that's, that's not my role anymore. So what I've been called to lately is to share a little bit of that to when I'm my alignment coaching services now include not just human design and the skills I've learned from coaching and my 20 years of studying psychology, but it also includes what I know about health, what I know about nutrition. It, all of that, that's what I can bring. That is what I bring to my clients because integration is the whole body mind and soul. It includes, I even was wary at some point of bringing meditation to my clients because I felt like, you know, that was an earlier version of me. I've been studying meditation for seven years now. I think I actually could share that knowledge with people too. And you've noticed hopefully that you've had a lot of 
uh, bonus meditations to listen to lately. So I'm bringing these pieces of me forward. Food, I used to have a food blog. You can still find it out there. It's healthyish.blogspot.com, I think. And lately I've just been so jazzed about food that as I'm writing my emails to my to my list, which I'm going to get into more in a second, I just end up being like, and I'm really excited about my lunch. Let me tell you about this incredible bean salad that I made. And let me just pause for a minute to tell you the amazing food we made this week. We made a tofu pot pie, which isn't a pot pie at all. It's just like the innards of a pot pie. And then we make gluten-free vegan naan to have it with it. And it's so good. And then what did we have the last two nights? Oh, a lentil loaf. If you're not vegan, I know that sounds like horrible. It sounds like eating a shoe, but it's amazing. It's so, so good. And mushroom risotto, which is like my absolute favorite. And tonight we're making a sweet and sour stir fry that I am pumped for. So that's my love affair with food. I can talk about it a whole lot more, but I'm, I'm like showing that to people now and being when people are like, I have no idea how to cook in a plant strong way. Oh, I can help here. Do you want me to just to send you recipes as I'm, as I'm finding them, as I'm discovering them, as I'm playing with them. And that also leads me to the fact that I do not follow recipes. I use them as inspiration and then I make them my own, which I don't even like some people will try it, try following the recipe the first time and then go out on their own. No, from day one. And I, I think it drives Pete a little crazy because I'm like, we're making this, but not like this. <laughs> so, so he's like, okay, can I see in your head to see how we're doing it? So that's me bringing the food piece in. And then and then there's writing. So as I said, as a science writer for, I don't know how many years, and I took scientific papers and made them fun and funny and accessible. As a professional writer, I was published in a bunch of magazines, books, whatnot. And then when I stepped into coaching, I left that behind. And what I've recently realized is that I love words. I love language. I love delicious sentences. If you've ever read Tom Robbins, I just love his words. They just, oh, they're delicious. I have no other way to say it. I love words. I love writing. My writing is art. It is an expression of energy for me. And what I realize I'm doing is when, when I say I'm writing an email to the people who have signed up to receive my emails, what I'm actually doing is I'm writing a blog post and I'm putting, it's a, it's an, it's a creation. It's an energetic artistic creation. And it, it just was brought to my attention that the purpose of emails is to convey information. And I'm like completely uninterested in using words to convey information, written words to convey information. In fact, I'm not so good at that, but to create art from words mm, that I got. So I realized that my emails I send are actually blog posts and, and they are showing up on my blog. So if you haven't subscribed to my email list, you can go look at the past blog posts on the blog at kelseyabbott.com. So this whole integration thing, this whole me recognizing that part of my gift, 
part of how I serve the world, part of how I serve God is by bringing every one of these pieces together and using them all to serve people. I serve people through the written word, through the spoken word, through what's YouTube. That's still spoken word, but you're looking at me talk. That's a funny thing. But anyway, through that, through my knowledge of nutrition and fitness and food, through coaching and human design. And then I just got distracted because I was like, right. And then there's marine biology and environmental science. How do those fit in? And well, the thing is being a scientist, you know, that encouraged my curiosity. So I've always said that the leap from marine biology to coaching made perfect sense because as a coach, I believe that everybody is brilliant and everybody has, they're the only people that have their own answers. And what I do as a coach is I am curious. I ask questions to bring out their brilliance. And side note, I realize that there are a lot of people who don't know what coaching is. And so I'm going to tell you right now, I help people bring out their brilliance and the difference between therapy and coaching, because they are extraordinarily similar is that, and we're talking professional coaching here, which is what I do. Therapy takes you from a dysfunctional past to a functional present. Coaching takes you from a good present to an amazing future. That is what I do through asking people questions. And for me, using my intuition and human design as well, and now bringing back my knowledge of fitness and health and nutrition and my love of food. All right, done with that topic. On to the next. Open crown stuff. Stuff with my open crown. I have an open crown center in human design. And what an open crown means is we get inspiration from outside ourselves. More people have open crowns than defined crowns. I think it's like 19% of the population has a defined crown. And people with a defined crown, they get ins- they inspire themselves. They you can put them in like a sensory deprivation tank, like a float tank, and they will be inspired. But those of us with open crowns. We get inspiration from people around us, from various forms of media, from nature, from everything outside of our heads. And the crown is a mental pressure point. Those of us with open crowns, we feel and amplify mental pressure. So we make it really big and it's not for us. We are not designed for mental pressure. What is mental pressure? It's the shoulds. It's the weighty stuff you should do. For me, it's like to-do list when, when something feels like it's looming, like there's something on my to-do list, but I haven't done it yet. As soon as I said that, I actually remembered that there's a contract in my email right now that I haven't signed yet. That, oh, that's so uncomfortable for me. And they've been leaning well, no, I've been leaning into it. I've been exploring that lately because as I create this quitting course for you guys, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what do I want to quit? One of the things I want to get rid of is the mental pressure I feel from unread emails or taking a long time to respond to emails. So I recently created an autoresponder in my email. And ever since I did did that. I've been responding really fast. So I don't know, it's working in some way. And I know, I know that future me is super grateful for that auto response that creates a cushion for me. It creates a a something 
so that people know that they've been heard and hopefully have some more information that they can use to learn more about me, learn more about whatever it is the project is before they actually get the response from me. And then another thing I was looking at is I am built, this is unrelated to Open Crown, but I am built for a, what I call a single sunbeam focus. I'm here to focus on one thing at a time. I want to be a person who is all in to her task. That feels good to me. I feel good when I am doing one thing at a time. You guys have heard, you know that I have ADHD, right? You see the sass of my soul that my soul chose to give me this, you're here to focus on one thing at a time. And yet you've got ADHD. And so it it's, I guess what I, what I want to say about that is I can do it. I can focus on one thing at a time and I have ADHD. So don't go using that as an excuse because I can do it. So you, so can you, it's training and it's a constant reminder. It's a constant, um, well, I picture it as like throwing a lasso out and pulling myself back in. So like, don't, don't go over there. Come right back. Come be right here, right now. Be where your feet are. Be when I'm on my bike, be where your butt is. And that's what I tell myself. And with this recent shoulder pain, I did a lot of rides on the trainer. That's my bike inside, not going anywhere. And I'd ride easy and get a little bored. So I'd check my email. Maybe I'd respond to a text. Maybe I'd listen to something on Boxer. And then I'd, you know, finish my ride. I don't even want to call it a workout. I'd finish my ride and just like get on to the next thing. But you know what feels so much better? When I don't look at my email or texts or messages or Voxer or anything else other than Zwift and Spotify when I'm on the trainer. I'm only paying attention to the music, which honestly, I'm not really paying attention to. And using the app that I'm using for the workout. And that feels so good because then I can get all the way in my body. And of course there's fear then that, how am I going to do it all? If I'm not multitasking, this is so funny to say out loud, but if I'm not multitasking, if I'm not trying to respond to emails and texts and everything else while I'm on the trainer, then when am I going to respond to these things? See that mental pressure from all of those things. Like all of these people want me, people, that sounds funny, <laughs> but they're like trying to get my attention. I want to respond to them. Side note, this is why I strongly recommend people don't check their email first thing in the morning, because as soon as you do that, you're getting yourself in other people's energy. And as soon as you do that, you're starting out your day from a reactionary place. And it is in all of our best interest to start out grounded in our energy, in our sparkliest self overflowing with love light so that then we can give from the overflow so that then we can respond from a centered, grounded, intentional place. So this is all a long way to say that one of the things I am quitting is looking at all those things when I'm on the trainer. And it feels so good. And I am accepting and owning 
and kind of loving the fact that, you know what? I can't get it all done. I can't do a million things in a day. Things take time and I'll get to it eventually. And it reminds me of when we were in the camper. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about when I say that, Pete and Makai and I traveled around the country in a small camper for 16 months before we moved here to Sarasota. And when I was in the camper, we had crappy Wi-Fi access and we would we were using the public bathrooms and showers and everything took so much longer to make a smoothie. You know, I can do it in my kitchen, in my house here in five minutes. It would take like 20 minutes in the camper. It would take me so much longer in the camper to do everything. And so I very quickly learned, and I think I recorded a video or something on this, which is everything takes longer in the camper. And so I was feeling the pressure. Other people are doing like five coaching calls a day. And I realized quickly I could do one or two. And that was my absolute max. I couldn't do more than that. And that acceptance, it felt like a hug. And so that's what this is again, like recognizing that I can't do as much as I have this, this idea, I don't even know where it comes from, but it's not mine. But this idea that I should be able to do all the things every single day. And again, did you hear me use the word should? That means it comes from crown pressure. That means it's not mine and it's not for me. So this is me shedding the shoulds and doing what I want to do, which is be completely present in the task at hand and be completely present in my body and in the energy of where I am, what I'm doing, everything around me in the essence, bringing it back to the smell of the lemon tree. I want to be in the essence that I embody. The end. I love you. So that's the wandering journey we just took in this solo episode. And I hope there was some magic in it. I hope there was some gold. Let me know if it resonated with you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you are ready to step into your next level and experience more ease, flow, joy, play, magic, and miracles in your life, let's do some alignment coaching. You can learn all about it at KelseyAbbott.com. And if you're not quite ready for that, but you are really curious about all the things your soul chose for you, then a human design reading is for you. You can also learn all about that and book your reading at kelseyabbott.com. Now, if you are enjoying the Find Your Awesome podcast, could you please do me a favor? It would be super helpful to the growth of the podcast if you could please share this episode with everybody you know, or it doesn't have to be this episode, share all the episodes, share whatever episode just blew your mind. And if you could please leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, that would also be amazing. And finally, if you haven't already, please go check out my YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. And subscribe. And 
Let's keep it real. If you're more of a listener than a watcher, it's okay. Keep listening to the podcast. I'll try and do some crossover maybe, but you know, you might miss some stuff. Whatever. I'm done talking. I love you. You're amazing. You're a miracle. You blow my mind every single day. Go forth and be awesome.